Hi guys, it's your local podcast host of Babies from a High Schooler's Perspective, and in today's episode, we have a very special guest, my mama. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Amber. I'm Celestia's mom. Okay. Um, I have a few questions for you today, and then we'll just have a little chat back and forth. Sounds great. Okay. So, um, let's start by asking what it was like when you first found out you were pregnant. Exciting and scary. I was very nervous to have to go home and tell my parents <laughs> because I was only 18 years old and still in high school. <laughs> okay. Um, um, what advice would you give to new moms or people who were in the same situation as you or in a similar situation, I guess? Um, be careful not to listen to everyone's horror stories. Everyone seems to have, like, or a lot of people seem to have, like, their horror stories about giving birth or about raising kids or things like that. And you just need to be careful not to listen to everything and let people scare you and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of positive and wonderful things that come along with being a parent as well. Did, did people do stuff like that a lot, or, like... Well, people told me a lot of horror stories about, like, their pregnancies, and, um, about, like, labor and giving birth and things like that, and, um, <coughs> like, made me nervous, and I had to, like, go online and, and look up a lot of things, you know, about being a new mom and about being pregnant and about giving birth to see that there was also positive stories and, you know, there's things like medications and epidurals and things like that that can help you through um, giving birth nowadays that um, you don't really get the same brownie points that you used to for giving natural childbirth. Yeah. So it's more important to be comfortable and be safe and keep you <coughs> yourself um comfortable enough to where you can give birth in a healthy environment for your baby. Um, did, did you guys have like a child development class or like a health class? Yeah, we actually went to a Lamaze type class. Me and your dad did. Mm -hmm. And, um, we took it, it was put on by the technical college, um, but it was over in a section that was by the birthing center. Mm -hmm. And it was like a few week course where we went in in the evening and um, went through like breathing exercises and, you know, just comfort things that the fathers can help with and stuff like that, which we never used any of it. <laughs> I don't think. Um, I did some breathing exercises and was in labor for approximately, um, eight hours, possibly, before I decided that this was no fun anymore and I was getting an epidural, <laughs> which is good and because... dad was asleep, wasn't he? Yeah, your dad, <laughs> on most of the videos, he spent most of his time eating the food there and sleeping, so... <laughs> Yeah, My mom helped a lot. She, he was pretty lost on what to do, even with the classes, you know? Yeah. Like, it was nerve-wracking, and, and, uh, it was a long, 
it was a long haul giving birth to you, so. Yeah, I had a big head. Yeah. Okay, um, so the next question is, what's something you would want teens to know about caring for a baby? Not necessarily being pregnant and having a baby, but caring for a child, or like, babysitting Um, and stuff like that, you know? Well, first of all, you need to get to know a baby's cries. That's something that's very important. Um, because babies do have cries for different things. Most babies, anyways, they do have cries for different things, um, whether it be hunger or they need changing or pain or just wanting to be held and needing attention. And the longer you know the child, whether you are babysitting or caring for somebody else's infant or you're caring for your own, it takes time to get to know their cries. And the other thing that's really important when you're a teen mom or a teen dad or even just a teen caring for another another individual is to not be afraid to ask for help. I think that that's really important, especially when you're young and you're raising children, is, you know, even if your family's not very supportive, um, to try and find friends or um, local community resources out there that are willing to help you, because it's important if you are getting frustrated or upset or having, like, the baby blues or anything like that to really talk to people and make people aware of your situation and not be afraid to say, hey, you know, I I really need help, you know? And um, if you're getting that frustrated with your baby or you're getting that upset, don't be afraid to put the baby down in a safe, very safe environment and walk away for a minute. Yeah, that's, that's good that you say stuff like that because in these episodes... Um, the next episode after the interview, that being this episode, we talk about the different kinds of cries and the all that good stuff. So everyone who listens will be able to learn more about those those more basic cries and like stuff like that. And then um, we're talking about in episode two we had shaken baby syndrome. And what to do if you need to just calm down and get away from all that. So go check out those episodes if you really need to. Question four. What was the hardest part about being a new mother? Um, I think the hardest part was adjusting to putting someone else's needs first and foremost in front of yours all the time. As well as um, not knowing those um, those crying cues yet, um, it takes time to get to know a baby's cries and what they mean. So that that was a hard adjustment to make. And then um, also being on their nighttime schedule because babies, when you're up and around. Um, they're sleeping inside your stomach because they're moving, being rocked to sleep. Well, when you lay down, that's when your babies wake up. So they're on a night shift awake time and 
Um, so they want to be awake at night and be asleep during the day. Well, that's not how we work. <laughs> we want to yeah. be sleeping at night and being awake during the day. So, and they have um, to, they have to learn to process like light because in the womb they didn't have night and day. They only had night, so they're not used to. Yeah, I don't think that they can make that association yet between it takes a while. what daytime and nighttime mean. Mm-hmm. But I just know that they're just on a different schedule because of the way that they are in the womb. Yeah. Um, so that's different and takes some time to adjust to. Um, every child is different too. Um, some babies cry a lot and... Some babies don't. There are some babies that you need to just make sure that you're tending to their needs because they don't always cry when they need something. So you have to make sure that they're on a good feeding schedule and a good diaper changing schedule because that way um, they don't always have to cry in order to in order to get their needs met that's important as well um so just adjusting to all of those newfound things is is a difficult task and that's why you like I said before you need to make sure that you have a good support system with you yeah um what kind of advice can you give to parents who are who are really struggling having a new child Well, um, don't be afraid to walk away. Um, I think that's an important thing because as long as you have fed your baby, changed your baby, tried to love your baby, and if you're going through intense amounts of stress, it's better to Put your baby in a safe spot in a room and close the door and go and take a second or or leave the door open and you go in the bathroom, close the door, whatever. Um, take a minute to yourself at, to breathe and relax and come back to your baby than to do something that you might regret. Like hold your baby too tight or shake your baby or anything like that. Like there are those risk factors out there for people who are under insurmountable amounts of stress and you never want to do those things to a child. So what about if a, if a parent is struggling like, um, like financially almost, Oh, it like, um, there are resources out there for, um, parents, um, like Department of Social and Health Services, DSHS in Bellingham. Um, that's a good place to start. Um, when I first found out that I was pregnant before I told my parents, I personally went to DSHS, got on medical, um, got pregnancy services, established with a doctor, um, with a um, OBGYN who is like a baby doctor or female doctor yeah. um, attends to female needs 
And um, I also went ahead and um, looked into what their services are. And they do have some financial services called TANF that you can apply for as long as you are looking for work. Um, they can help you with that. And um, they can also help you with trying to go back to school and get educated. Which is really cool. Yeah. Because stuff like that can be really hard for Yeah. There's also places like Opportunity Council who um, help with, say your parents are not being supportive of you and um, you have no place to go. There's homeless services that... um, will help you get on waiting lists for housing and help cover your housing costs and um, get you put into places um, or emergency housing services for homeless people with children um, that are out there. So Opportunity Council is a good place to start with housing. And then there's also the Bellingham Housing Authority. Their waiting lists are very long and a lot of times closed, but um, it's a good thing to get on all the lists if you're trying to get help. That's not just for women, that's for single dads as well. There are times when the mothers, um, abandon children just as well as fathers can, mm-hmm. you know, so if there's any single fathers out there, those, those services are there for them as well. So make sure to check into those things. And... Since you were a teen mom and, like, and stuff like that, I'm not saying, like, you regret it, obviously, I'm still here, like, <laughs> no. and, and you have, you have another- it's The least of my regrets. <laughs> you have another kid, you know, um, my little brother. It, when do you think a good age is to actually, like, start having kids? Well, personally, I don't think that age has to do with it as much as um, life experience and readiness. So, if I think it's important for you to go to school and accomplish your dreams and your goals, and um, if you're going to be sexually active, to be protected and... Um, You should always be protected anyways, just in case of diseases, because there's there's always those factors out there as well, besides pregnancy. So you need to be very careful. And um, just if you feel that you're ready for a child, talk it over with your partner and make sure that you're both on the same page. But um, children can make or break a relationship really easily. And you have to be ready and willing to raise a child by yourself. That's what you need to think about when you're ready to raise a child and when you want to have children is, am I ready to do this by myself? Because you really have to. No one wants to have to think like that. Nobody wants to think like that, but you do need to take a real grasp on reality and and say, 
am I ready to raise this baby on my own? Do I want to be a parent to that extent? Because yeah. if you don't want to be a parent on your own and you still want to have a kid right there and then, you, you really shouldn't be a parent yet if you don't think that you can do it on your own. If because you, that can truly it's a, happen. It's, it's you know? risky it's, business. It can truly happen. Being alone is a real fact, especially the younger you are the less likely you are to last through having a child because there's a lot of strain that comes to a relationship with having children. Mm -hmm. And it's not the child's fault at all. Um, It's just a fact of the changes that each individual goes through when having a child, you know? There's a time where you need to grow up and put that baby first and take care of their needs before your own. And both parties need to be willing to do that, not just one. Yeah. Okay, so now that you know, like, when the good time is to have kids, what was the most fun thing? I feel like we've talked, like, about kind of the downsides and kind of, like, not the... Er, mm, not really downsides, but we've talked like needs and the the, ne- the necessities and like what's important about it. But like, what's fun about having a baby? Well, first of all, I'll tell you that there are a lot of people out there that have um, made decisions not to have kids who regret it. But I've never met anybody personally. Who has had kids and regretted that decision because kids are so amazing and getting to go through those little stages with them everything from their first smile to their first laugh and their first steps and rolling over and crawling and not in that order of course yeah <laughs> I was gonna say not in that order but those those things are so rewarding and you know being a parent and watching your children grow and go through school and even though they've they face challenges and hardships and um broken hearts and you know just all kinds of things like that There's just so many rewards that come with watching this person that you've helped to mold into who they are grow and become a wonderful young lady or young man. I mean, there's just nothing more rewarding than being a parent. So. And there's lots of fun times, too, where you just get to laugh with your kids and they're goofy and silly and... They embarrass the crap out of you in the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah, I do that a lot. (laughs) They dance too crazy to music in the car or, you know. I do that a lot. Yeah. Or your brother. Your brother does that kind of stuff to me too, you know, like. Yeah. We're weird kids. Doing that weird little funky dance. What is that called? The floss. <laughs> Doing that in the store, you know, when I'm trying to check out my groceries. I mean, yeah. come on now. But 
I mean, it's all fun times, though. And those are memories that I never will forget. So. What were some of the inexpensive ways that, like, we used to have fun and, like, do stuff? Well, we've done a lot of art projects over the years with just simple paper and scissors and... Boxes of art. Oh, my gosh. And... It's so fun, though. Um... Kids can be so happy with just an empty cardboard box. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, there's so That's many true. things that you can do with them. Give the kids some markers and and an empty box, and they can make anything they want. Yeah. And um, but especially littler kids, they have so much fun. But even my brother, he's he's almost ten, and, and he, he still, still loves boxes. boxes. <laughs> Every single that might Christmas. Be, that might be like. A little extreme to his own person, who he is, but, um, yeah. Every Christmas he saves boxes and he wants to make stuff with them. We were trying to go to the dump and get rid of a bunch of stuff, and there was this one giant box that, like, had never been used. It was a store-bought box, and so it was, like, perfectly clean and everything like that, but I wanted to get rid of it. And we were at the dump, and he saved that box. <laughs> like, it took a lot of convincing, but I eventually let him take it back home. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, I gave in yeah. at some point in time and let him bring it home so that he could invent something out of it. But, yeah. um, like, your kid's first birthday, um, first of all, they get really overwhelmed and... Um, have like a long day. Don't need to be that big. They have the fun. They have a fun time and everything. But all I was gonna say is that they end up having more fun with the bows, the wrapping paper, and the boxes than the presents that are actually inside of them. That's so true. you don't have to spend a lot on a kid's first birthday. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. But um, besides that, going to the park and getting outside is something that has always been really fun to do and basically free besides the gas that it takes to maybe get there. Um, you could always take public transit if you can't afford the gas money to get there. Or if you're close enough, you could walk. Yeah. We're close enough to we a park. We live close enough to walk. a park to where we can walk. But it wasn't always like that, though. Um, yeah, definitely not. Just going outside, even in your own backyard, if you're lucky enough to have one of those, if you don't live in an apartment, um, even in the back of an apartment sometimes, you can find little places to go. Mm -hmm. um, kids love to discover new things or um, look at things outside, um, picking up pine cones and finding the coolest stick. I mean, <laughs> yeah. those kinds of things have always been free and fun too. I remember when I was little, I would pretend that I would, I'd pick up little tiny triangular shaped white rocks at school and like at the park and stuff. And it'd be like, look, they're shark teeth or they're dinosaur teeth. And so it's like, I was in, I was like nine, you know, like still, still loved doing stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just, it's really easy to entertain kids. And, Outside, yes. Yeah. Um, and, like, sidewalk chalk and bubbles and... Yeah, those things are fairly inexpensive. You can find those things at the yeah. dollar store. Um, if you're lucky enough to have a dollar when you're um, 18 years old and raising your kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, so 
you just find everything that you can and and do the best that you can and try and keep your kids happy and um the most important thing about being a parent too is trying not to let your everyday stresses rub off on your children you know trying to maintain that happiness so that they can be happy people is important as well so um and talking to your kids is another good pastime yeah. just knowing kids are talkers. that when, once they start talking they don't stop so you might as well talk to them <laughs> yeah well it's it's good to know what's going on in your kids' lives and always ask them how their day was and um, be interested in the things that they're interested in, you know, even if it's something that's silly, you know. Um, it just can cause bonding experiences all throughout your lives and it keeps you close to your kids, you know. Yeah. So... I guess we can kind of roll into the next question, kind of okay. ending off on that. Um, how did it feel? This is a long question, all right? <laughs> Prepare yourself. All of these questions ended up being longer answers than probably you needed, so let's go to the long one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's fine. It's just a, it'll just be a longer episode, which is totally okay. Okay. Um, so buckle yourself in because this is going to be a long one, all right? Okay. I have a, tor- a short attention span, so just <laughs> break it into pieces so, then. <laughs> how did you feel being pregnant at a young age? Um, how did, like, how did people take it? What, what did you think about how people took it? And, like, what, what were your feelings about people's opinions? Well, first of all, um... Not everybody is going to be supportive. Some people are going to look at you sideways. Some people are going to look at you like, oh, there goes that girl that's pregnant, you know, in high school and be negative about it. And then there's other people that maybe weren't even your friends that are going to turn out to be friends to you because they're supportive of you and your situation Um, even though you wouldn't have thought that they would have been. So, um, just be aware of people surprising you, you know, whether it be good or bad, there's, everybody's going to have an opinion, (laughs) you know, opinions are, are what people have, you know, and you just need to be sure that you don't take everybody's opinion to heart because, you know, if you're having a baby and regardless of your age and you've made that decision, whether it be planned or unplanned, um, if you've made the decision to carry on with it and to go through with your pregnancy, um, you know, you have to be aware of, of the fact that, um, not everybody's going to be happy with you. So, Um, I was fortunate enough to have parents that even though they were upset with the fact that they felt I deserved to have more than the struggles of a teen, teen mom, um, they, they were very supportive of me 
after they found out and um, the idea grew on them over time as well. Yeah. Um, also, getting pregnant at a young age, um, if that's something that happens to you, you don't have to let that be the end all of everything either. You know, there's opportunities out there for you. You know, um, don't be afraid to live out your dreams as well. Um, don't let people tell you that it's the end either. You know, yeah. raising kids is not the end of all Pro- of everything. Prove there's people a lot wrong. Of, there's a lot of good that comes with raising kids and it can change you into a better person. Um, it also, like me, I stopped going to school at my regular high school and I went to this thing called the Grads Teen Parent Program through Options Alternative. I believe the program's still up and running. Um, where I was able to go there and there was a bunch of other pregnant women there and pregnant girls. And I finished my regular Meridian High School requirements um, through the Grads Teen Parent Program and was able to bring my child to school with me um, after I gave birth. Which is, it's really helpful because you can't always rely on, like, a parent to babysit your kid or, like, the mother's parents to babysit their kid or the father or whatever or like being a teen parent you can't afford daycare a lot of the time yeah and dshs does have daycare services out there if you're a struggling parent who is um trying to work full-time they do have daycare services where they will pay for your child care and so it's important to look into those things but um Besides that, um, what was the question? <laughs> what was the other questions? Oh, it was just like, how did you feel about other people's opinions? Oh, um, I tried not to take other people's opinions to heart. I was the kind of person that was like, if you don't like me, then that's fine. That's your opinion. Uh, yeah. You can keep and it to yourself. I think that's funny because I... Like, growing up now, I, I'm i very much like that. Like, I don't really care, like, what people think about me. Yeah. Or, I care, I just... Don't take don't. it to heart. <laughs> I, just, I just don't at the same time, because it's like, if, if you don't like me, you don't have to, you know? There's other people to like in the world, you know? Um, you know what would be cool is if we... Everyone's got one. Um... You know, it'd be cool is if we went back to your your school where you took me in there and, like, visited that place if it's still up and running. Yeah, I don't and know if it's the same teacher or not. I mean, she worked there for years and years. There were times when... Teachers are, like... Teachers are crazy. They, like... They work so long. Like, all the teachers I had in elementary school, they were so old because they had my aunt as their student too and she's like 12 years apart or 14 years apart from me you generally don't retire as a teacher until you've worked there for at least 20 years i think it is um it could be more 
but, um, yeah, anyways, um, I did take you back to my school, to the grad team parent cr- program when you were about three or four years old, um, that. I took you back so that they could see you and see who you were then compared to now, and, um, yeah, so there's opportunities out there. If if you're not lucky enough to get a spot in a teen parent program, um, don't be afraid to get your GED. And there's a lot of grants out there for single parents or even for young parents, um, whether you be the mother or the father just having children. There is um, educational opportunities out there to go to college and there's grants out there just for parents, for young parents or even just low income parents or anything like that, regardless of your age. So don't be afraid to become an educated parent. I did go back to school, but, um, I have a lot of medical issues that caused me to, um, not be able to finish my college degrees, but, um, that's, that's not going to happen to everybody. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, just don't be afraid to live your dreams and have kids at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that'll be all we have for today. So, so Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Unfortunately, Amira couldn't be here for this episode, but don't worry, because we'll see see you in the next episode of Babies from from a High Schooler's Perspective. Perspective.